Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios. Wario, K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Gannon. This is Video Games, a comedy show. My name is Rouge the Bat. It is a beautiful Monday here in the Mushroom Kingdom. The Toads are hustling and bustling and the Koopas are all in jail. We only have one member of the Zoo Tycoon crew here with us today. But before I introduce him, I got to pull up my soundboard. <laughs> all right, now I can. Michael McCaller. Yo. <laughs> That oh, was the wrong one. Don't that was, you worry, th- girly. Oh, I'm off. I'm off today. I th- Your button is three, and I hit E. Mm. The other three. Uh-huh. You were typing in lead. <laughs> uh, we got a very special episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking about how to write and how to construct the perfect video game movie. Because award season just happened. And there's like a couple of other video game movies on the horizon that Mm -hmm. we'll talk about too. But it's sort of like, these are typically bad things. Oh yeah. Typically bad movies, but anything could be great. Mm -hmm. You just got to make it great. But how? It's something that's like befuddled filmmakers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like filmmakers falling upwards Mm -hmm. and they're just grabbing video game IPs on their way. What have you been playing? I did a little bit of Crackdown 3. Uh-oh. Oh, boy, that's a bad game. <laughs> Is it bad? <laughs> it looks like an Xbox One game. It's yeah. insane to me that it came out today, like yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, the animation is so... It was like... It made me realize how far video game animations have come. Like, I don't necessarily think that the characters in Anthem... Uh, are moving like are doing anything special yeah but just the base level animations when i watched crackdown man like run with his like his arms locked in (laughs) 90 degree angles (laughs) and shifting very hard oh that's great uh that game's brutal uh i i haven't played a ton but i have been watching a lot of anthem Mm. and i'm very excited about it Uh oh my alarm is going off (laughs) Uh, and, uh, of course, it's still Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Okay, oh great. Yeah, you're still doing that. Oh, my God, so much. It was, the DLC came out, and I haven't played it yet. I made the stupid mistake of uninstalling it from my PS4 before that came out, not knowing it was going to mm-hmm. come out. Then it came out, and I'm like, God. And it's like a big install, too. It's like one of those where like pull the PS4 into the living room, pull, plug it into the, <laughs> the thing. You got hardwire in for this DLC. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think of the DLC? It's not great. Oh, okay. Um, worth playing like i should do it because i bought it no oh yeah you can skip it yeah uh it's uh it it feels very low effort Uh. um it's cool that they uh like it was announced as it's called the ghost survivors Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be like little side stories of characters who didn't make it out of wrecking city but what if they did and of the two or three scenarios like there's no narrative it's like very very quick introductions with like still frames mm. of what happened to these characters. Um, oh, I hate that. Like like a interactive comic book. Not even interactive. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just right. three screenshots. It's you know the gun a regular shop. comic book. <laughs> <laughs> and it it doesn't feel. It's not adding anything necessarily. Two of the three of them could have been canon. Mm. And I was just like, well, why not just make the third one? The third one's just like oh 
a wishy-washy like what if these two characters just made it out and they all got out okay is the one that isn't canon light spoilers so shut down the podcast (laughs) break your phone in half if if this is gonna bother you uh is one of the ones that is maybe the daughter of the mayor Mm -hmm. that's the one yeah because she she's de- she deaf died yeah and she's dead in the game right but then they're like what if she what if she didn't die and, and what if she escaped and what if her boyfriend was the uh reporter you meet early in leon's campaign and he survives yeah and i was just like why why couldn't it just have been like her going like if they had flipped the route you know yeah. if, if it had been her running from the jail to chief irons then we see her getting killed and it's like okay that's how her story ended right and that could have all fit together yeah that's also something about that uh terrifies me to my core this like oh, yeah. what if scenario where you know two people are dead in real life but you see them survive mm. it like it does something weird to reality for me that's sort of like that <laughs> uncanny valley thing of like I know what I'm seeing is a lie. Yeah. You remember in Roseanne? Did you ever watch Roseanne? No, but for some reason I've followed the plot closely. (laughs) So you know what happens to Dan in Mm -hmm. Roseanne? That to me is like um, the the most hellishly nightmare Mm. scenario of like, sorry, this character has actually been dead for a long time. (laughs) And you're like, what you were seeing was somebody struggling to process it. Yeah. Yeah. That I hate that. Like, uh, I mean, I I actually hate love it. Like, uh, what's it called? Um, Shutter Island has kind of some of that mm-hmm. vibe going on. Okay, so who's the third one? I know one's the dad to the daughter. Who's the third? What's the third scenario? There's the um, one of the hunk team. Oh, okay, cool. And, and then you actually get unlock a fourth one that I haven't beaten yet. That I don't think I'm going to. Of who the, is at the gas station? The cop who dies right away. Oh, he gets like a horde mode. Oh. Where you have to kill a hundred zombies. Okay. And it's cool and fun, but it's just like kind of frustrating. And it's yeah. just like a reminder that this game's combat isn't great. I forgot about horde modes. Yeah. Right? That was like a RE4 kind of pioneered horde mm-hmm. mode, right? And then Gears of War took it in a completely different direction. Yeah. Like, like a go- they leveled it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Horde modes had their time. And yeah. I never really enjoyed them. They were never like... I'm excited to kill enemies for no reason. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I got, I got, and I'll talk again. I, wa- I want to do an episode about games as a service uh, so I can talk more like eloquently and officially about PS Now. Mm-hmm. But I got PS Now. Uh, I didn't really realize what it was. Long story I short. I still don't know what it is. Is that the streaming? Yes. So it's, it's games... It's kind of like PS Plus or Game Pass where you pay either monthly or an annual fee and you get access to a huge library of games that you can stream all of them or for certain ones, you can download them Mm. and play them. So basically, it's like how if you want to pay that price, you get all of these free games Mm. immediately. Now, I guess the reason why I always thought, like, why I'm not going to do this is because streaming. I was like, I bet this sucks. Mm-hmm. But I tried it just to experience. They give you, like, a seven-day free trial. And I don't know if, like, we've just made huge leaps and bounds in streaming lately or mm-hmm. what. But, like, there is no reason to not do this. Really? Yeah. And also, for okay, for a few reasons. It keeps all of the data off of your machine. So you're just, I'm streaming in a game. Oh. 
So it downloads nothing. It's just like from a server. Uh-huh. Someone else is worrying about it. My <laughs> saves are all there. Uh, the second thing is like I emulate a lot of games and it's so it they these games run streaming like better than I can emulate, like better than that. Hmm. So for the fee, I get to be like above board mm-hmm. and play these games that are streaming like once every two hours of gameplay, like you'll hear like a slight music lag or like something where it's mm. like trying to catch up. But I kind of hear that in games that are installed on my machine uh-huh. anyway, that it, that kind of always happens like a little lag, like a little something like the, the machine's catching up or something mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah. Anyways, I've been playing a lot of like uh PS2 games. Ooh. Cause I, cause they're, they have a library of about like 16 PS2 games on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played through all of Ico for the first Ooh. time, beginning to end. It that game's like a super short experience that's like fucking awesome, mm-hmm. and I never played it, so I got to replay that. Uh, I played. I was playing through a little Ninja Gaiden uh, Sigma, which mm. was like an Xbox game that kind of bounced around a couple of different consoles. I remember it vividly being on Xbox, the original Xbox. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Katamari is on there. Uh. It's it's weird, dude. This this service is weird. Sonic Adventure One and Two are on there, along with weird. Nights into Dreams. So it's like got Dreamcast games on there. Also, Super Star Wars for the SNES is on what? there. Yeah. It's it's a fucking weird thing. But it's cool. You know that kid like in high school who's like just trying so hard to have an identity and he's just like <laughs> every day it's like he'll wear that Dragon Ball Z shirt and the next day he'll like be in a suit and you're yes. just like, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. That's PS Now. Uh-huh. It's like, so it's like Game Pass, I guess is like this. Except I think Game Pass, you can download all those games mm-hmm. and can play them locally. The only games you cannot download on PS Now are PS3 games. And I think the reason there is because they are... Like the PS3 was like a weird infrastructure that's like really really hard to emulate those games uh-huh. back, I guess. So they have to stream those. But PS3 else? is like if Lego just suddenly introduced like spheres, yes. for two years, yes. and they're like, we don't know how to put these in the rest yeah. of our blogs. I mean, I've been looking, I've been reading about the PS3. Apparently, they did it on purpose. They thought that like more exclusivity, mm-hmm. like so, we're gonna make games harder to develop on the system. And they just bet on the wrong horse. It was like mm-hmm. just a bad idea. Yeah. But yeah, it's a really interesting thing. And I really want to talk about this later on a different episode where we can like really discuss like, what would you pay for a Netflix of video games? How, mm. you know, uh, what would that service look like to you? How many would you pay for? Right. Cause, mm-hmm. cause it's something we're going to get to in the news, uh, has me kind of asking that question to myself lately. So let's go ahead and, uh, go there now. Anything news related you want to talk about? I got a few items here. I haven't been following the news this week. Great. <laughs> then okay. Then here's a here's a couple. Shepherd me. Here's a couple of uh, big big event items. Um, Microsoft and Nintendo Ugh. are merging in love. They're in bed together, <laughs> baby. What do you think about all this? Like these rumors starting to spread so right excited. around V Day too. I love this idea. It feels like Microsoft is kind of uh, acknowledging something that I guess we've known about video games for years that you don't make money on the systems. You make money selling the games. Yeah. So it was like I always wondered why companies don't just put their stuff on every platform. Right. And it sounds like Microsoft is moving in that direction, which is so exciting and cool to me. What are the big rumors going around? Like 
Uh, I've heard that Ori and the Blind Forest and Cuphead are potentially coming to Switch. Yeah. Just well, because the big rumor is Game Pass is Game coming Pass. to Switch. So if that's true, then you got to think, well, what else is true because of that? Mm-hmm. If everything from Game Pass is coming to Switch, that would mean like... That's Halo. That's Halo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. Halo, Gears, you play... I mean, and I've heard like... I think you're absolutely right. Like the most profitable thing for especially Xbox is, yeah, just get everything on everything. Like mm-hmm. they don't want to develop a, like a fucking remote system console, like the switch mm-hmm. that they can like, you can take wherever. Yeah. So use theirs. Like they already made it. Right. Nintendo's the only company that ever really innovates like controller wise. Mm-hmm. Right. So it makes sense for them to want to stay in hardware, even though it's kind of like, this losing game, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't make Mario 64 without making a whole new controller. Right. So I get that. Microsoft doesn't give a shit about any of that. No. They're just like, uh, what if we made a, another game where there were more bugs and more explosions? <laughs> and yeah. They've reached that threshold and now it's just like, put it everywhere. Put yeah. it on, uh, like if it is streaming, because that's the other part of the rumor, right? That it would be Game Pass streaming as sure. opposed to like hoping that the Switch could ever run a single game that's on Games Pass. No. If that's, the future we're looking at then oh my god we can run new games on switch mm-hmm. the day they're released the microsoft exclusive games yeah yeah uh, on the go i can't imagine yeah it's just such a brave new world and it really makes a lot of sense like if i would pay for my switch is my mobile like my my mobile con my mobile mm-hmm. console my remote console my ps4 five or whatever I have in my house. That's like for my VR shit and like, you know, and then I just pay Microsoft like $10 a month mm-hmm. and I get all their stuff. Right. I think that makes all three companies very happy. Sure. Right. Uh-huh. Like, so yeah, uh, th- this news comes with a grain of salt. We don't know. I mean, a lot of it's just rumors. Um, I've heard it could be as early as this year announced. We were kind of already ready for this, right? Didn't they do that ad campaign where they were like side by side? Yeah. I they mean, were uh, integrating like Fortnite playability specifically and Minecraft. Minecraft released on the Switch, which is like a Microsoft IP already. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Cool. Great. I'm in. Let's watch the Pokemon trailer. Yes. <laughs> so a new Detective Pikachu trailer released uh, at some point. Uh, and we're going to watch it now live. So there I was. I woke up with a heavy case of amnesia in the middle of nowhere. The only clue to my past is Harry's name and address inside this hat. So I made my way to the apartment, and that's when I found you and your stapler gun. Stop talking! You're a hallucination! You're a hallucination. So you're a talking Pikachu with no memories who's addicted to caffeine. I can stop whenever I want. These are just choices. Another round, extra shot. Black as night. Thank you, sweetie. I don't know. Maybe was that a Pokemon or a person? Crowd, that kind of thing. Just a man screaming. Look, you can talk to humans. I can talk to Pokemon. And if you want to find your pops, oh. we're gonna need each other. No, I don't need a Pokemon. What about a world-class detective? Ah, my clues. What is all this? Harry is still alive. Case Their music closed. choices have been still open choice until so get. far. All right. Here it is. Harry faked his own death. Or somebody else faked Harry's death. 
Harry faked somebody else's death. That last one doesn't work no. at all. <laughs> They have Poke Floats in Pokemon Land? The same way we have Pokemon Parade? Yeah. Obviously, I've dealt with this putz before, so I'll just do it again. Hey, bud, what are you doing? I can't do it when people are watching. Get me the hell out of here! Cussing. Oh, shit. That's a twist. That's very twisty. Get him. He's barely moving. Don't tell <laughs> him that. Oh, he's on a bike. Quick, get in front of him. Stop. Oh, no. He's going down hard, Tim. Should have worn a helmet. I don't know what the hell's going on in that thing, but sure. Brilliant. I'm into it. It looks so fun. I'm into it. Yeah, uh, as not a you know, and you're not that big of a Pokemon fan. I, I admit Pokemon. Yeah, what what do you what do you make of all that when you look at it? That looks so fun. Yeah, are you just like this is like a Muppets movie or something? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It feels like a fun world. It feels like they're setting up uh, <laughs> the rules of it very clearly. You can talk to people. I can talk to Pokemon. Yeah, this is why we are a team. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It it does definitely feel like the beginnings of a. a Pokemon extended universe mm -hmm. sort of situation where maybe they're testing the waters for some more different movies they could throw out mm -hmm. there. I mean, can you imagine? We have a, a just a Pokemon Blue the movie or red. It would be cool. Or you could if, go to see whichever one. Right. Your yeah. friend would you would send out to go see Pokemon Blue and you would come back and tell him yeah. about the scenes you saw exclusively. They only have like Weedles in their movie as opposed to we get Caterpies or something. <laughs> you never I'm loving it. understand the difference between them. I'm loving it. Oh, that's great. Uh, the Pokemon Direct came out. Uh, this is not the optimal way to talk about it, but uh -huh. did you watch it? I did. Okay. Uh, I take it back. I watched the uh, trailer for the game. I don't know. Oh, I didn't okay. watch the entire Direct. Yeah, it's like a, it was a seven-minute Direct, which I love that they prefaced the Direct by saying this will only be seven minutes, uh -huh. so, so we didn't, I guess, what, outrage and burn down the mm -hmm. internet afterwards. But uh, yeah, it looks like more Pokemon. It looks like a beautiful-looking yeah. Pokemon. Are I you gonna? Do you think you're gonna give? Him I'm gonna. Up? I don't know. I keep thinking I'm going to. Because Let's Go didn't hook you. It did not. Yeah. Uh, this is like the next big step in Pokemon, right? Um, I've never gotten into a Pokemon game, but I've bought so many of them. <laughs> How many have you bought? Three. That's that is too many. I bought to not one of like the it. X's. I bought okay. uh, uh, green. Mm -hmm. Does that sound right? And then I feel like there was sure. a remake of one. Yeah. And I never get into them. Yeah. I don't care for them. Yeah. But like Pokemon is such a cool idea, and it just feels like it's like such a cultural milestone that yeah. like i should know about it more and i'm fascinated by it and eventually i'm gonna fall into one sure and hopefully it's this one yeah i i mean for me it was the first the very first games they came out with i played those mm -hmm. and then it was not until x and y that i play another one oh. so i i didn't care about 
any of the generations. Two whole consoles went by and I didn't sure. play them. So I think like for some people, people with who are not just like avid Pokemon diehards, like I wouldn't consider myself that, even though I have played and beat two of them. There's like a hundred. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, maybe I'm not, but I don't know. I think this one on the Switch is going to be another one where I'm going to get yeah. into it. I mean, it looked like that snow for one, like that snow town, this like Christmas town or mm-hmm. whatever they were in. That looked good. Yeah, there was like a mountain town kind of in the background that yeah. I feel like I've heard a bunch of people talking about like the Breath of the Wild iteration of Pokemon. Like Jeez. when is Pokemon going to break it yeah, down? It won't be this, but... It's not this one, but I've gotten glimpses of it. Like yeah. certain feelings like, oh, they're looking into the distance and it does feel like a massive world. Yeah. I loved when they walked, when that your characters are kind of walking by that big field where there's clearly someone like etched into the grass, like a mm. design of almost looks like a crop... Uh, oh, a crop circle. circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something about that. I just feel like Pokemon was always good about world building mm-hmm. and just to see it like realized the way that your imagination used to see it when you were playing the shitty Game Boy mm-hmm. looking ones. Yeah, that should be interesting. So not a lot came out today. Dead or Alive 6. Ooh. And Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. That always seemed like a franchise I should have nostalgia for. Yeah. I remember Sega Genesis commercials for, or commercials for the Sega Genesis game, and it seemed like this is probably a great game. Oh, definitely, dude. But it... But it wasn't, right? Uh, I think it is. I think it's. I think it. People have affection for it. If you had a Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, I did not. So I, I didn't. I don't know what the second game is. I know the first Toe Jam and Earl is weird. It's almost like a roguelike. You just are picking up spaceship parts and collecting mm-hmm. it and building your spaceship. Oh. But you're doing it to like the shittiest little sixteen-bit chip tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, rap music because uh-huh. they're like hip hop guys. That yeah. was like the hip hop was on the rise. Toe Jam and Earl came <laughs> right right at the right time. Yeah, I I don't have a, lo- a ton of nostalgia other than like those are images I have as a kid. Like right, sort of like Earthworm Jim. I also don't have a ton of nostalgia mm. for, but he was around. Oh sure, I like looking at an Earthworm Jim. <laughs> if there was a little statue of Toe Jam and Earl and Earthworm Jim right here, I'd be happy. Toe Jam and Earl feel like the kind of thing that I could see being announced for Smash Brothers. Oh, and it oh my God. Making or Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim would also be great. Yeah. Oh, man. We didn't even talk about this, but if Microsoft and Nintendo are as close uh, together as possible... We Master could be, Chief. Yeah, I was thinking Banjo, but we could be close <laughs> to a Banjo. Or a Master Chief. God, a fucking Halo guy. <laughs> Jeez, what a nightmare. Okay, well, that's all the news I have. Um... Let's close this bad boy out with a little bit of that. We're going to hear a quick word from our sponsors before we get started. Now introducing Stuff Balls, the pokey balls for other stuff. You'll be screaming, I choose you, iPhone charger, just seconds after someone says, hey, do you have an iPhone charger? Gone are the days of misplacing your social security card so you can worry about catching that new job as opposed to catching a bus ride back to the unemployment line. I choose you, camping chair. I choose you, football scholarship. I choose you, debit card. I choose you, divorce papers. I choose you, alibi. I choose you, dog pet, who is not a Pokemon. Stuff balls. The Pokeballs for other stuff. And with that, we're going to move on to our main event. Which, as we kind of mentioned up top, is the movies. 
Lights, camera, action. You're sitting there, you got your popcorn and your Diet Coke. It's in a box. Lights, come onto the screen. You see a trailer. What's the trailer for? Probably that Alita Death Angel movie that just came out. Maybe it's Green Book. Maybe you're there to see Green Book. Best picture. Strong outcome this year at the Academy Awards. People loved it. There wasn't a single uh, soul in that in that event who uh, doubted Green Book. Uh, but you know what we didn't see there this year? Hmm. Street Fighter the movie. No. That never made it to the award show. It didn't get to the Oscars at all. It didn't. You know what also didn't get there? Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Ugh. Did not... Did not make it to the Oscars. There was a horseman in that movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what also did not conveniently make it to the Oscars? Hmm. Postal. Po- I, uh, there was a Postal movie? <laughs> you cool. bet there was, pal. Postal, directed by Uwe Boll. 2005, I believe? Uh, yeah. Video games and movies, they don't work typically. Mm-hmm. But why, Michael McCuller? Why don't they work? I think that video game movies don't work for the same reason uh, the movie The Bucket List doesn't work. Mm. Interesting, because I hate this movie. Right. It's uh, Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman, right? It should be awesome. Old men trying to live out their dreams before they die. That sounds great. It's a movie where you're watching somebody else have butt. Oh, okay. And not able to experience... The the fun doesn't transfer. It is a one-way direction of fun. Right. Video games are fun to play, but to watch somebody do video game things, like, I don't ever want to do it. That is so interesting, and I... I think that you're probably right, although I do like watching people play games. Mm-hmm. So maybe some of that love will, could transfer to us to the cinema. That same... I mean, I don't know how you would do it, I and I guess either. that's what we're here in this episode to mm-hmm. figure out, to crack. We're here to break the story on video games, question mark? <laughs> Movies, question mark? Uh, this one's called Writing the Perfect Video Game Movie. So I, I kind of pulled up here, what are some good ones? Mm-hmm. Right. What are some good ones? Right. But there's not many. Mm-mm. There's not maybe any. And I have a list of three and two of them are shows. And one of the shows I haven't seen. <laughs> so Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat movie. Did you see it? I did. Thoughts. Oh, I watched that so many times. I did too. Thoughts. Very fun. Fun. Right. Yeah. Maybe not. It's not going to end up at the Oscars. Mm-mm. But it might end up on my shelf mm-hmm. as a DVD. It's like a Razzie's kind of movie. Yeah. It's like... It's it's fun, I think. Yeah. And like in like Mortal Kombat Annihilation, not fun. I don't know if you watched that movie. I don't know that I've ever watched it all the way through, but in my head, I couldn't get access to that movie, and I knew it had all of my favorite Mortal Kombat characters. <laughs> oh, like Noob Saibot <laughs> and Jack Cyrex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that movie in ten minute chunks over the course of my life. Sure. Uh, and in my head, it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. It, it could be bad. I don't know. I was, I think, in middle school when that movie came out. And I remember even in middle school, and my tolerance was like, I could watch anything. I was like, I think this sucks. Mm-hmm. I think this sucks. Like, I can't follow it, really. And the fights are bad. Mm-hmm. I think that's like part of it is like the video game stuff in these movies a lot of times are bad. Mm-hmm. I think Mortal Kombat works for me for the most part. And parts of Street Fighter, the movie, work for me. And I think the reason is because 
I kind of I want to see these fights and that Scorpion Johnny Cage fight in the woods. Yeah. At the time, I was like, this is a good fight. <laughs> and then uh, Sub Zero and Liu Kang, when he thinks to throw the water at Sub Zero, who freezes it, and mm-hmm. then it becomes swords <laughs> and kills Sub Zero. He's hoisted by his own petard. That's just like a great screenwriting trick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think Mortal Kombat, I just remember thinking Annihilation in the theater is like, this sucks. And I really haven't watched too many other video game movies since. I mean, I think it has burned me out on them. Mm. Uh, so I also have written down here, not a movie, Castlevania, the show. Mm-hmm. Have you watched this yet? I haven't watched it. No, it's good. It's got like an anime look to it that may turn you off. I know it was tough for me to kind of get into, but man, it's, it's very Western. So it's mm-hmm. like Western storytelling. I think that's an. I think that's like the highest video game thing mm-hmm. uh, that's not a video game. I could see that. Yeah, I know people liked it. It sounded like it yeah. was like it's only like four episodes, right? The first the first season's four episodes. Second season's like eight episodes, and both of them are they fly by well worth your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, half an hour long episodes. Yeah. Uh, just great character development, great storytelling. I'm a big advocate of that show. I, it's good. Like, I got into Castlevania kind of because of that show. Like, mm. I didn't even care about it before. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good, that's a good, like, marker. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I have on here is, like, the Halo stuff. Oh. Isn't there, like, Halo stuff? <laughs> <laughs> is there, like, a, like a live action or, a, or maybe a, just an animated, like, an animated movie? I'm not sure about an animated movie. I know there was uh, a, a, real effort by Microsoft to get a Halo movie made. Okay. And I think right now, uh, what's his name? Kyle. I want to say Kyle Kinane, but that's a stand-up comic. <laughs> um, oh, tell me it's Kyle Kinane. One of my favorite TV showrunners is working on a Halo TV series right now for Showtime. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't remember the dude's name, but he made uh, Lone Star you ever see that? It was like a Fox show. I believe it was canceled after one episode. Wow. It was Fox's big attempt to do an FX style drama, like with a complicated, nice, a Western, morally ambiguous, yeah, yeah, a morally ambiguous hero. It was uh, a man who had two lives. He had two, he was married twice and he was, <laughs> he would f- like, uh, Hey honey, I got to go fly across the town for work and uh, fly to his other life. Oh, and it wasn't a Western then. It was like no. normal time. Yeah. It was in Texas. So there wow. were Western-y elements. That's, um, that is an interesting premise. I wonder why something like that failed so hard, but like Big Love was such a yeah. big, huge hit. Because Big Love, that seems like a big, similar. Mm. Many wives, two wives. <laughs> Maybe it's in Big Love he was upfront about it. <laughs> yep. We don't like to see a character No liars. Lying. Yeah, we don't. He also, in the very first episode in Lone Star, uh, a woman tried to pick him up at the airport. And he was like, no. I wouldn't cheat on my two wives. <laughs> so we knew it was about it was about them. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be great someday. Like that's an interesting emotional aspect uh, uh, or an interesting emotional lens rather through which to attack Halo by hiring that guy. That will be oh sure a unique show. Yeah, because then so it'll be Master Chief and he'll have uh, Cortana. And his mission; those are his two <laughs> things he's married to. Uh, no, that's that's uh, that actually sounds interesting. Showtime, 
tough. Not a lot of. I mean, it, those shows usually start great, don't do so well mm-hmm. in the in the long game. So we'll see. And if it's Halo, who's not gonna buy? I mean, they're gonna they're definitely gonna throw it up. Oh I'm yeah, sh- I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. Yeah, I, you know what? This is kind of a side thing. I just found out like a Watchmen TV show is, yeah. is already done and by the coming... dude who made Lost. So like, oh, David Damon Lindelof. Uh huh. Shit. So I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into that. I guess this is his project after Leftovers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I mean, it looked cool, and I love the Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that comic series is good. Oh, did you ever read Watchmen? I read. Well, I read the Watchmen, but then mm-hmm. they had like DC released. Oh yeah, they like continued it. Yeah, I think DC or Image, one of mm. the two. Yeah, but uh, did you like the original Watchmen? Did you read that? Yeah, yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah. It's good, despite <laughs> Alan Moore being a huge weirdo. Yeah, yeah. It feels weirder now. Oh, for sure. It's very much got that Fight Club mentality of like the way fans have taken it oh, and yeah. used it has yeah. made it less appropriate. Well, just also like, yes, that and the the guy who made it is a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. Like he is like I don't I don't remember what his deal is politically. I know he's a weirdo politically, but I also know that he like wrote a story called Lost Girls and it's about like it's like basically child porn <laughs> and they can't you can't buy it in the United States right. unedited. Uh he I've heard I remember like even back when the Watchmen movie came out there being an article that was like, you know how you love Rorschach? He's such a weird anti-hero. Mm-hmm. The author doesn't know that. <sighs> the au- That is sort of what the author thinks. And that's very much the fandom reaction that has made me weirded yeah. out by Watchmen. Yeah. We don't like Rorschach. No, Rorschach we like, but he's he's like a deeply flawed. His yeah. views on everything are terrible. I think he's a, he's homophobic big time mm-hmm. in that. Like he hates, uh, I think it's Silk Spectre. No, no, no. Uh, the the woman who's the lesbian hero in that yeah. who gets ends up getting killed in a hate crime, he like doesn't approve of her lifestyle openly. <laughs> like he like says a lot of shit in that where you're just like, oh, I hate this guy. But then you like grow to like him. Apparently, Alan Moore just thought like this is a hero. Yeah. Like, this guy's the only hero. <laughs> Fucking weird, dude. So, okay, what would be if you had to then be tasked with writing a video game movie? Mm-hmm. What would your IP be? What would you pick? The only answer is Metal Gear Solid. Okay, okay. I didn't have that down. I like that. <laughs> That's That to me is the only game series that would work better as a movie okay. than a game. Okay, so Metal Gear Solid on your end. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a hardball one, The Legend of Zelda. Ooh. And then I want us to hear live on the show, break both stories. Okay. Like break how they would go. Yeah. Okay. So... Metal Gear Solid. We'll start with that. Mm-hmm. That seems like an easier pitch because the story's already kind of laid out there and it's yeah. very cinematic already, mm-hmm. right? So what do you do? Do you just do the game? I think the first Metal Gear movie is the first Metal Gear game. Interesting. So not n- not Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear... No, yeah, that's what I mean. Metal Gear Solid okay. on PlayStation. Okay, so we... we want to see the weirdo villains. Yeah. We want to see, like, those are very much uh, Snake's trials. Mm-hmm. He has to get through the Vulcan Ravens and um, Mind Reader people. Yeah. Uh, I think that story is boiled, boilable down. Yeah. It could be boiled down. Yeah. Uh, what is the verb? Uh, uh, boil. Yeah, it is. Uh, 
Yeah. Downboilable. Digestible? Maybe? Digestible. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you could make that story work. Okay. Um, and then it, it does feel like it's the clearest, like, hero has a mission. Here are the obstacles in his way. Yeah. And I forgot to mention at the top of this too. We're both writers, by the way. <laughs> we both do this sem- like very professionally. Yeah. We both r- write for, for basically a living. Mm-hmm. So, as writers, we're not attacking this as like two fucking dorks trying to like. <laughs> yeah, when we say break story, we know what that means, uh-huh. idiots. We got beat boards. We got beat boards. Yeah, we got to wipe off board. It's covered in chemistry uh, homework right now, uh-huh. but it, one day we'll have uh, show notes. <laughs> okay, keep going. So I think that uh, if you are tasked with adapting a video game into a movie, Metal Gear Solid is the only one that really functions. Okay. I don't think that there is a lot of. I. I mean, Metal Gear Solid Five is the first one that had gameplay that was good in and of itself. Mm. I feel like so much of the fun of Metal Gear beforehand has been wanting to see where the story goes and wanting to chase down these weird, interesting characters yeah. and find out like what's going on in this world. Yeah. I guess, okay, so if I'm an executive looking at the film, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this and I'm seeing, okay, we're all in one location. Mm-hmm. Is that a turn off or is that... That's why sequels are so exciting. The first one, you keep it in one location. Okay, you shadow it down. Moses. There we are. And then in the second one, when you blossom open and go all around the world. Back to Shadow Moses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. No. I think that um, I, I know Dan Harmon, the guy who wrote Community, mm-hmm. talked about this. In the first season of Community, they only are on campus at the community college. Sure. And the second season, literally the first scene, is them all waking up at their different houses. And it's communicating like, we're going to open up this world now. Right. And... Not only does the first Metal Gear Solid movie work as a great story, yeah. but it lays the groundwork for the kind of world we're in. It's mm-hmm. tactical espionage with a hint of magic. Right. That right. The second movie is when you start to just go explore this world. Right. I think the second movie isn't Metal Gear Solid 2. I, I think agree. it's the continued adventures of Snake or it's a story we haven't seen. Right. It's just kind of like then once we have these beautiful bones of a metal gear solid world it's another mission there are more sci-fi monsters we yeah. find out bigger reveals from the last game like sure the twists and conspiracies are Abound. what that show yeah. <laughs> or what that movie rather is about yeah and the problem i think though because the problem is that a lot of this i'm already here already i'm like oh this would work way better as a tv show we're yes. talking about it as a film but but we have to keep talking about it as a film because this is uh Writing the perfect video game movie, uh-huh. not, not season of TV. <laughs> so I'm asking you right now, what do we cut? We got to cut stuff. We cut decoy octopus. Oh, interesting. Like the beginning? No, there's like- Or this, the reveal. The reveal. Oh. We just kill the DARPA chief. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of twists and turns in the Metal Gear Solid story that like you have to decide your two big twists and turns that you want. And one of them is that, uh, I mean, I guess we're going to spoil Metal Gear okay, Solid. Okay, we're spoiling Metal Gear Solid and but in Legend of Zelda also. <laughs> uh, okay, so what what do you see as the two big twists? The two big twists, I would imagine, are A, that the colonel is kind of working against you, that they sent you in with Fox Die. Okay. And Oh, so you get into Fox Die. You get into all that I think in, so. in your version. I think the simple version of this story is you send in a man on a stealth mission, yeah. but he's carrying a virus. Yeah. I just realized we said people. we said spoilers for Metal Gear Solid. Actually, 
you can't listen to this show unless you know the story because <laughs> <laughs> we're we're talking about such specific minutia of the story yeah. that you kind of have to at least Wikipedia get fresh on the story before you. I I think the best moments of Metal Gear Solid are Yeah, the, beat it out. How do you how would you beat this up? You open up, you drop into the uh the facility, you sneak around. Uh the first major beat is you meet the DARPA chief and he has a heart attack and you're like, "What the fuck? That's weird." And then, okay, your next mission is to rescue this other guy who's important somehow. And when you rescue him, he also has a heart attack. Yeah. And that to me is like the best moment that like, that's the best twist in video games. Okay. Cause it's like, it's a completely arbitrary circumstance (laughs) and it feels like what is going on. There's something broken here. And that's so cool. Yeah. So this idea that, uh, you are your people in your ear. The people like back at HQ are working against you. That's your one big twist. Yeah. And for the most part, that story plays out pretty cleanly from there, right? Then he continues on his mission. He's just got to eliminate this group so that they don't launch their terrorist strike. Mm-hmm. And then in the game, there are a lot more like you have to use your card key. And by using your card key, you actually activate the the uh nuclear arsenal that kind of sucks yeah there's um the they accidentally tortured to death the darpa chief the first guy you meet and yeah. so when you the first guy you meet is actually not the guy you thought he was but right. we didn't know him so we had no connections so it was like no. who cares yeah there's so many like convoluted twists like that but like you tell a very simple story with one big twist in it and at the end he completes his mission. Right. And he choose he makes the same choice at the end, which I think is a very interesting choice that like I have this weird disease in me and I'm gonna die someday and I'm gonna do my best because we all have a limited time. And yeah. we all have only have like nobody knows when we're gonna die. So yeah. I'm just gonna do my best with what time I have left. Yeah. So I, I think logistically we probably cut everyone but the colonel in his ear. Yes. So no Mei Ling, no mm-hmm. like, no, no confusion, no Naomi, no... Uh, Probably cut Cyborg Ninja. The whole character? I think so. Isn't he, does he come, he's at the end, right? We yeah. keep him, we have to keep him, because that's the connection back to, because we want to do a prequel, <laughs> right? We want to go, we want to do a prequel where they go get Big Boss, uh-huh. and he's captured and turned into Ninja, whatever the story there is. Mm-hmm. I think we keep, yeah, I think maybe we keep, we got to have like Raven and Wolf and mm-hmm. Otacon. S- Otacon, we got to keep. Uh, uh, I could see cutting an Otacon. That's tough. That's that's your yin yang right there. You know? That's your. Uh, but he doesn't, re- like, I would say his role isn't really activated until Metal Gear yeah. 2. So like, how, like, I guess my confusion with, even with Metal Gear is like, what are we seeing? That's always like the thing is like. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the style of this? Is it is it like, are we I cutting back and forth between the bad guys and the good guys? Like, are we omniscient or are we mm. just... Because I think that's the biggest thing with video game movies is, do we follow the main character like a video game does? Because that's not how movies are told usually. Mm-hmm. Usually you're not just only on one character the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It cuts back and forth between all these different scenes, all these different characters and doing different stuff. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's... What are we seeing? I think it's Jason Bourne. Oh, great. I think we are seeing like rough, brutal fights when yeah. Snake gets in close. I think we're seeing um, 
there's a, a beautiful scene in Metal Gear Solid 1 where he's like on an elevator and Otacon is like, why is the weight limit going off? And you find out there are invisible mm-hmm. soldiers. Like, we see that. We see all of this crazy science fiction yeah. stuff. But he um, gets captured. That's like a good, like, that's a great movie moment. Yeah. Him getting captured and tortured, put in mm-hmm. the jail cell, getting out. Yeah. That's a great movie moment. All of the... Oh, and Ocelot. How do we yeah. not even remember Ocelot? Everything Ocelot's Ocelot great. does is... It's, wonderful it's great yeah and also getting his arm cut off very early on is great it's such a, a fun setup of just like he's aiming his gun at you he's a gun-based villain yeah and he immediately gets his hand chopped off yes it's like yes. what is he and it turns out the answer is the most powerful being in the entire universe yeah yeah he ends up being the big bad forever uh and your best friend oh. so okay this this works for me i think i think i think you could beat it out plot wise i think i think I would add that it gets colder as like the story goes on. Cause that's kind of a thing mm-hmm. with Metal Gear Solid 1. It's like, you're kind of in the structure and then you kind of get more cold and then mm-hmm. until you get to like the basement and then it's hot. Yeah. Right. So I would play with that. Like, okay, this act one is in the mm. military zone. Act two takes place in the cold. Yeah. And act three is you're like, in hell. You're in, you're hell. in the boiler room. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And it would be, and maybe, I'm thinking of other uh, movies that kind of act like video games as maybe like a rubric. And I think uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world is is a good, like that's a good example of a, a it's not a video game movie, mm-hmm. but it basically operates like a video game. Yeah. In that there are bosses and boss <laughs> fights and villains and, and like a uh, henchman. But also what's that uh, movie also with Chris Evans in it called like Snowpiercer? I think that's mm-hmm. also, that's a very video gamey movie. Yeah. Too, well, it's, like it's levels, levels of the train. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that works for me and that's good. And there's like plenty of dialogue. Now this one's going to be hard because like with all Nintendo properties, n- the protagonist is silent, silent protagonist. And I would say particularly dull. And particularly dull. So no get- charisma. <laughs> No matter what those NPCs would lead you to believe, no one's in love with him. Uh, that would be the Legend of Zelda. Okay. So they made this into a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So we've seen what it's like when we have a sassy Link. <laughs> Not, done, didn't work. No. However, we did get an active Zelda. That, mm-hmm. now that's, now we're, now we're talking. Mm-hmm. I like an active Zelda. An active princess. Mm-hmm. And we have potentially a fairy character. We have Ganon. What else is like Zelda known for? Ganon. We have the Gorons, the Zoras. Mm-hmm. Horses. Horses. <laughs> and temples. Temples and Hyrule town. Mm-hmm. And then you're not from there. Yeah. That's kind of it, right? Right. Okay. Well, here's what. Uh, go ahead. If you have a, if you have it pitched in your brain, I do. Already. But it's wild. But like, go. You go first. Well, I was just thinking like how the the way the Zelda series kind of functions is like each link is a different link. A Zelda movie would very easily be canon, and that they're telling the legend of the hero of time. Yeah. And uh, like Wind Waker specifically had a festival where you dress like him, and that's why you're wearing those silly green clothes. Right. And I feel like you can do it kind of in any time period. This is just like another retelling of this legend. Yeah. So you could actually just slot it in canonically. 
Yeah. Do you, okay. How does a movie work though? Like what cold open? What do we see? How does it start? How does it end? What is the movie about? Can I tell you my first idea when you said active Zelda yeah. was that you set it up as uh, the princess has been captured. You have to go rescue her, but you like immediately go rescue her. Like yeah. it seems like that's going to be the whole movie. And at the end he would rescue the princess, but he rescues her almost immediately. And then they go on the adventure together Yeah, to stop him. So, to stop Ganon. so he's kind of like silent Bob. Like <laughs> she's like Jay. He's like silent Bob. Like that would be great. Yeah. They have a very cool. So my pitch is a little different than that. Although I think I like that. And I think that that's probably it for an except for like an, an accessible, like being accessible to an audience. You have like a really strong female protagonist uh, with her male protagonist too. There's sort of a bait and switch there. It's like got that Mad Max Fury Road kind of mm. thing. Uh, and then, yeah, she's, she's, she's very talkative. She's, she's a great personality. She's very funny. Like you make her great. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he can be a bumbling loon. Like he, you know, he's the one who gets like pots fall on his head and like, he's a dork, but he's like, he's like good at warrior stuff. Mm-hmm. And she is too. Oh, she's got the bow. He's got a sword. So you got a lot of cool, cheap, like uh, cool tricks they're mm-hmm. doing where she's shooting uh, arrows at like the wall. He's running up them and stuff like that. I'm literally picturing a shot where she fires an arrow and he turns around and sees and he's like, what? Yeah. He drops to yeah. his back and yeah. it smacks the moblin. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, so my pitch was like, it was kind of like the legend of Zelda being like, it's like stories of Link. So I picture this like a princess bride. Hmm. So it's like a grandpa in Hyrule telling his like grandchildren, these stories, Mm -hmm. right? And like whatever's happening in their time is kind of paralleling what's happening in our time. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, like Breath of the Wild kind of does this where it's like what you're doing and what the past is, is two different things. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it's sort of told like that where like Link is like this larger than life kind of character who can seem to do anything in these stories. Mm-hmm. Right. And he tells, you know, like, you know, oh, their farm is getting, you know, like, whoever's in charge right now is like taking their farm away from them. He's like, well, you know what, you know, Link, you know, and blah, 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 Gorons and like tells a story about <laughs> Gorons. It makes them feel better for a minute, but their life still sucks. Something like that. And then at the end you have a cool, like Link actually shows up. Yeah. And then like helps reveal them that the guy was the grandpa was Link all along. Oh yeah. He's old Link. Yeah. He's old. Or Link. he was Ganon all along. <laughs> <laughs> he was defeated Ganon. <laughs> at the end, it would be an awesome end to that movie. But at the end, Link burst in. And murdered the grandpa who's yeah. been telling the story. Yes, yes, very much so. And it's like a little boy Link. Like he's <laughs> back as boy. And the kids who have been listening and we've been seeing their imagination of this story are like, that is not how I pictured him. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's <laughs> I thought he would be buff. That's wild. Uh, but yeah, I think there's something to like... Um, I don't know. Have, have, like uh, a movie like Gravity. I think showed me a lot like what a Metroid or what a Zelda could mm. look like. And that like, there's not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of talking, but mm-hmm. you can still make a compelling movie with people just kind of figuring stuff out. Yeah. Like, like the trials of link doing puzzles. If you shot it like really well, I mean, I'd kind of watch that. Mm-hmm. I'd watch him figure out how the fucking temple of time works. <laughs> like, Sort of like Indiana Jones, kind of. But with, like, obviously, he's silent. Yeah. Yeah. 
I could almost see um, like a not quite Lord of the Rings-esque movie about it, but it is about like this little group of people and they probably pick up ad- adventures to add to their cast as they go. There's yeah. a Goron who comes with and there's always the Zora who's in love with them. And Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. You do something kind of like what Breath of the Wild's uh, stories like they're telling. You just tell that story mm-hmm. instead of fucking around with Link being alone. You tell like the story of like these four warriors and Zelda mm-hmm. and Link's just there. He's just part of it. Right. That's good too. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean... I, I think you could do it. I think that's the point. It's like you can do anything. Mm-hmm. You can make anything compelling, anything cool. Well, I was going to ask you on the on the flip side of this, are there any IPs or franchises that you think should never be made a movie? I, I have one if you want to take a second to think about it. It almost feels like Mario. It I, almost, Mario is definitely one of them. Yeah, it almost feels like Mario because Mario doesn't have... And they are definitely going to make that a movie. Again. I think they're making it now. Yeah. And we forgot to mention up top, too, that along with the Pokemon movie, Sonic the Hedgehog is also being made into a live mm-hmm. action film, which is sort of apropos to what we're talking about. But yeah, I think they are making that Mario movie now. And I don't like, unless you make him that Brooklyn plumber where him and Luigi are talking back and forth. Because that's the thing is they talk, mm-hmm. but they just don't say good sentences. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you going to say? I think the... The the franchise that feels like it could be, but like with a minute of investigation, realize, oh, this would be a terrible idea. Yeah. Is Portal. Yeah. Portal yeah. feels like it's got such uh, uh, at least one, no, two great characters in, mm-hmm. um, I was going to say Guilty Spark, but that's Halo. Uh, Steven Dorff and right. GLaDOS, obviously. Like it's got these two great characters who spend an entire game with like funny dialogue, but like the moment I am watching somebody like, <laughs> the second time yeah. figure out how yeah. to portal themselves through a portal like i hate it yeah i hate that yeah i can watch someone do a portal in a movie once yes yeah and just make it real good <laughs> and i'm like yeah but yeah it just doesn't I, I i kind of agree like um and and that seems like such an obvious one for a movie but mm-hmm. then when you start to like script that out it's like okay well it would have to be, it almost feels like it would have to be like kids. Yes. Like, so we can see like more of the fun of a portal gun, but even that's stupid because again, we're not having the fun of shooting the portal gun. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of kids with portal guns fighting. Uh, portal is also already kind of a movie with 2001 space odyssey. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of, that's sort of what that is already, which was, considered avant-garde at the time (laughs) anyway so you have to kind of go back to that well of like it's a person slowly killing a robot who doesn't who is seems to be sentient yeah but hates you but hates you yeah yeah which is what hal is and and also the thing about portal that makes me think like it would be impossible to adapt is that like it's very silly, but it's because the puzzles are pretty complicated. It's like very smart also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the moment you are showing people solving the puzzles as opposed to solving the puzzles yourself, it's, right. it's very like winky. It's like yeah. we're pretty smart, huh? As opposed to conveying the feeling that you're very smart and yeah. you did this. Like yeah. I think uh, it would be very hard to achieve the same feeling that makes Portal great in a medium where you're not playing it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, no one has ever... Okay, so on the flip side, then I'm going to ask you, what do you think would be... Well, I guess we kind of talked about it already, but like, what is a game... No, we already talked about it. I was going to say, what is a game that would be perfect for a movie? But we already we already mm-hmm. talked about it. You said Metal Gear Solid. Uh, I don't think Zelda, Metroid are perfect for movies. I think it would be hard to do. I think you could do mm-hmm. it. But a game that I think would be perfect for is any RPG. Mm. Any RPG. Just any of them. Uh-huh. Any one of them are, would be great. Well, like maybe not NES RPGs, <laughs> but like anything from the SNES era on. You could do a like, and this, what's weird is like they made a Final Fantasy movie called The Spirits Within, right? And it's horseshit. Has nothing to do with anything Final Fantasy like related even. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, real before I forget, there are this strange uh, market of like direct to DVD video game movies uh, that like uh, is it Final Fantasy Seven Advent Children? Yeah. And then there's also, um, I haven't watched any of these, so I have no idea. I can't speak to their quality, but there's like Resident Evil Vendetta and Resident Evil Damnation. Ooh, I don't know what those like are. Where like Leon yeah. and Claire are just together in an airport that is zombied. And it's like, I think canon? Oh. Or at the very least, I mean, far closer than the Resident Evil movies are canon. Sometime, like it's Leon yeah. and Claire doing stuff. I wonder if the Resident Evil ones are like in partnership with like a game that was coming out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But like, I know that they do that sometimes where they'll release like, oh, there's an extended hour long animated thing that goes with this mm-hmm. game if you want to watch. Well, they're like for sale. Yeah. They're just like <laughs> <laughs> DVDs at Best Buy yeah. for Resident Evil Damnation. Advent Children is kind of, is terrible, but I mean, I mean it's like for, it's like for like, uh, freshman in high school like oh. that's like the perfect age to be for that <laughs> uh it's just like a lot of cool sword fights it's like it does not work as a story it doesn't even work as like an extended story of that universe mm. but it is like look at cloud hold a sword and like yeah. that's good enough I, it's kind of all you want yeah but you could be you could you could make a final fantasy movie out of a any one of the games or b just like do what Castlevania the show did. Just make a Final Fantasy show mm-hmm. or movie with your own new characters and yeah. whatever. But like, but like, make it operate like Seven Samurai. I mean, that's what all Final Fantasy games are: is Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. It's you start as one guy and you collect a bunch of other guys, uh-huh. and then fight the bad guy and then do your thing. Yeah, that's basic. It's Lord of the Rings. It's the Wild Bunch. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, uh, uh, fucking what's the other one? Um, it's uh not hateful eight, but the not Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Six, yeah, close, uh, <laughs> close, close, close. Uh, what's the the war movie that's like, fuck, uh, Private Ryan? No, 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 no. It's uh the mean Inglorious Bastards is close, but it's not Inglorious Bastards. Mean Gene Okerlund? It's got a number in it. Seven. The Magnificent Seven, the Dirt, I don't know, whatever. Magnificent Seven, maybe. Uh, but yeah, that's like, we know that that works as mm-hmm. a film formula. So just do that. Yeah. You're well, a thief and you get a mage <laughs> and you get another mage and you get a warrior and they all have their own little stories mm-hmm. as you pick them up. Well, also there's um, the Detective Pikachu, Pikachu track, uh-huh. which is don't do an adaptation of the hero's story, but just say that this world exists yes. and follow somebody else. Yeah. Which is actually how I would approach Halo. Like oh. I would not do a Master Chief story. I would do like a grunt entry level, like 
just enlisted 18 year old. Yeah. And, uh, halfway through the movie, we get our first glimpse of master chief, like fighting in the mountains. Right. Like, uh, I always wanted, uh, I'm doing my Batman pitch (laughs) through halo, but like, I, I, I don't ever really want to embody the all powerful Uber hero. I don't really want to be master chief. I don't want to be Batman because I know they're going to win. I love the idea of a story where you are a person on the ground. You're like a foot soldier and you don't know, like there's something interesting about what Halo 5 did in the run up to that game's release. They were releasing a podcast series that was painting the Master Chief as a criminal. And it was like, I love this idea of like, there's this all powerful force. Is it on our side or not? And like <laughs> adding some mystery to that hero, like if if we as the audience weren't intimately familiar with Batman, like the concept of Batman in a vacuum is scary. Yeah. Like there's a, a fucking man yeah. who is invincible and he has a, a utility belt that can do anything. He's always there. Yeah. He's always around. And I hope I'm on his good side. Like if you don't know his motivations, which we do, like he could also kill you he could just grab you and by the ears and rip you in half for sure yeah and that's it like i would love a a foot level on the ground story of like them trying to fight the covenant like i love that that's a great idea yeah you know what that would almost work for any one of these uh things that we mentioned Mm -hmm. like just sort of if if hyrule is a cool world which i think it is Mm -hmm. do a story about like one you know like the people who live there. Yeah. And then, yeah, like Link is just this like iconic thing or whatever. Yeah. Like a world without Superman, whatever that story <laughs> is. But yeah, uh, I don't know if it still work with Mario. I don't think it works with Mario at all, no, but maybe, maybe, maybe it works with Metroid as Metroid and Halo are not mm. too dissimilar. In yeah. That they are space Marines who <laughs> there are more people in that universe, but like they're the best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know what? On the topic of the Metal Gear Solid movie, I I, I think as a as, that's like the gold medal. I think a silver medal is actually doing Metal Gear Solid two as a as a mm. film, and here's why. You get you get Snake in the beginning. If you just beat it out similarly, you get Snake in the beginning, and then once you take him away or remove him from the equation, then you have Raiden, mm-hmm. and you just do your Raiden movie. Yeah, with snake helping him out like you make that a way bigger an actual mystery as opposed to what it was in the game which was like you see him immediately and you're like oh yeah, yeah. that's him but uh yeah and then you have like this dichotomy of like these two soldiers mm-hmm. and, and or whatever and it's i think that's a really great way to address the like how what do we do with the all-powerful hero once they've conquered their villain yeah and it's i mean they functionally become the mentor right we have solid snake guiding this youngling through his yeah his first metal gear experience now now it's a star wars film yeah now it's that's he's obi-wan and Raiden is luke yeah which is probably how they were always pitched in <laughs> immediately in the room um all right well that did it i mean we yeah. pretty much figured it out we how to it. make a great video game movie Ugh. you just talk it out what are these people doing they're Blood probably rain? they're probably just on their own <laughs> yeah. that's the secret yeah you just get a pal to to jockey your ideas around with all right we got one email before we get out of here and we gotta read these because i've been i've been slacking on emails lately and they've been piling up so Mm. um uh hey zoo tycoon crew so obviously video game movies don't really work um but my my question for you is what 
what actual movies would work as video games? I'm definitely interested in that. And that is from, uh, oh, wow. Uh, I just, it's just signed Silverberg. <laughs> so, is that an American Pie <laughs> character? Are you thinking of saving Silverman? And that, that's <laughs> Jason Big. That's Jason yeah. Big. Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, we already mentioned Scott Pilgrim and Snowpiercer, which we could maybe take those off the table then. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know what movie I remember watching and thinking it would be an awesome game is Will Smith's Wild Wild West. Okay. At the end, now we're talking. <laughs> he gets into some sort of flying machine to fight a robot spider. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. I want to play this. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. It would have like been like that. an N64 era game. <laughs> yeah. So it would have been like 10 polygons to make the spider. Oh, perfect. It would have been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of like a different route to answer the question, like an animated thing. Mm-hmm. Like what animated things? Up would make a cool open world game. Oh yeah! Like in the jungle, you're finding all the dudes like talking animals. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because like you know, like hard like Star Wars, Indiana Jones have all been made into games. Can't really count those. But what other big, like big? I mean, Harry Potter's been made into a game. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's a hard one. Probably. I don't know. I mean, like, there are sniper games, right? Sniper games where you're a mm. sniper. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's an element of a lot of games. Yeah. There's a game I in my the title Sniper Elite came yes. into my head. What's I sniper don't know. Elite? If, I don't know if that's a real game or not. <laughs> well, I remember there's this this movie called Enemy at the Gate, uh-huh. and it's about two snipers in like some German like Ber- like some destroyed Russian or German city it's a true Mm -hmm. story about two snipers who just hunted each other and they're like on opposing sides and they just like hunted each other until one of them shot the other one yeah that sounds cool a game that's just that Mm -hmm. it's like a it's sort of like an apex Legends, sort of like a battle royale game but it's just two on a giant map that'd be cool you're snipers and you have to fuck why am i saying this out loud i should i need to make (laughs) just make this and it's the best thing ever you know what i would be super into as a video game is like a telltale adventure game style uh eighth grade (laughs) that's good yeah that's good did they ever make a game for the mask (laughs) (laughs) i think they did i'm envisioning a super nintendo side-scrolling platformer yeah bummer yeah that would have made a great like a telltale game yeah a great telltale game the mystery (laughs) of x to smoking a A to wow 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 I would love like a, a telltale, uh, yeah, like a hangover movie. Oh, where you're yeah. We have to piece together the night before. You know, they're making a, uh, for VR exclusive, uh, a sequel to Groundhog Day. Did you hear I about this? S- did. Yeah. I have a big thing about Groundhog Day. I don't Do know you if you know not about like this. it or like it? I, I objectively love it, <laughs> but hate Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I just I want so bad for there to be an explanation. I need just one little like yeah, a uh, sorcerer to curse him at the beginning, right? Or he yeah. accidentally eats a time machine yes. or something yeah. uh-huh. that like sure. gets him stuck sure. in it. Yeah, because uh, it feels so arbitrary that the universe decided. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, you uh, Andy McDowell is my criteria. Yeah. Like what? No. What are you talking about? Love it. I hope the sequel answers it, and I hope I get to decide. Yeah. 
that was the only cool. way I would be able to reconcile my long-standing. I keep writing things about Groundhog Day. <laughs> Is it your Groundhog Day? Is like it kind you just of keep <laughs> going back to the well. I've written Groundhog a couple Day? of sketches. I wrote a Rick and Morty spec about it about Groundhog Day because I can't. I'm so angry, and everybody's like, "No, that would ruin the movie." And I'm like, "I know, yeah, but I need it I for me. I love it." Uh, okay, well, that's gonna do it for our show. Thank you so much for listening to Video Games a Comedy Show. I've been your host, Jeremy Schmidt. You can find me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. I'm Michael McCaller. You can find me on Twitter at Michael McCaller and on twitch.tv slash Michael McCaller. Okay. And, uh, you know, have a safe drive. Where are we? I got a feeling we're not in Brooklyn no more. They're brothers. They're plumbers. Hold on. Luigi! They're on the trail of a kidnapped princess and a mystical meteorite. It's incredible! That gives anyone who possesses it the power to rule the universe. Get me the rock! Come and get it, lizard breath! They must rescue the princess. And make it safely back. Later, alligator. To our world. Are you alright? Before time runs out. Super Mario Brothers. This ain't no game.